It's the Mego Museum Podcast. Brian and Scott sold separately. Okay, welcome to the first, I guess, the inaugural Mego Museum Podcast. Yay! I don't think we have a name for this yet. That'll come later, something clever. Uh, maybe we'll start a, a, a contest about it. Uh, my name is Brian, and this and, and I'm uh, Scott. Scott, and we are the two folks behind the Mega Museum currently. Um, I would call myself, I guess, the editor, which is kind of ironic because I'm responsible for 99% of the spelling and mistakes. <laughs> I, I like to think of you as the curator. Okay. The curator of the museum. That's that makes sense to me. Electronic curator, curator, Electronic that's curator, it? digital curator, virtual curator. That works for me. Yeah. I wish I owned everything on the museum. I thought you did. <laughs> Not even close. All right. Yeah, and I guess I am. I consider myself at this point the art director of the art museum of the <clears throat> excuse me of the Mego Museum. Yeah, and the creator. And the creator. Uh, yeah. But I kind of, I would definitely say that at this point, the Mego Museum is a, a joint project. Yeah, and, and you, you created what, the museum in about ninety six. Nineteen ninety six was yeah, when, and it was uh, it was hosted um, on another site, I think, at the time. Um, well, the museum st- started out first. It was just on my personal, uh, my personal ISP account um, at Slipnet in San Francisco. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it was like slipnet.com slash sadams slash migo.html or something like that. I remember so, dialing up to it. Yeah. Uh, it took forever. That, that's, <laughs> I built the whole thing on a 28.8 modem. And and I guess the history behind me is I probably discovered it in 97 when I uh, I joined the mailing list, uh, with the, the, the legendary Levy mailing list. That Well, actually, if I mean, if I may... Yeah. Take credit for this. Um, I believe I'm the one who tracked you down and recruited you to That's the right. Levy mailing list. I was on eBay, which of course is where we spend most of our time, <laughs> and saw this guy bidding on Migos, and his handle was Palatoy. And I was like, "Oh, well, this is somebody I have to meet." Um, That's right. He's obviously a huge Migo fetishist. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good word. So and, and... yeah, I recruited you to the mailing list, and that the the mailing list for those who who don't know. Um, now, when the Migo Museum first went online, it was pretty much it was just a website. Uh, there wasn't any other Migo websites up yet, and I was had just graduated from art school and was trying to learn a little bit of uh, web design. And so I put the two things together. I'm like, oh, I'll make a Migo web page. And I think I probably had eight Migos at the time. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the first page was a Superman, a Batman, a Human Torch, a Thing, a Robin, and uh, and whatnot. And I had uh, just come back from a trip to um, Las Vegas, where and we had hung out a lot at Caesar's Palace. And so I came back with the... Um, wanting to do the columns and statues and all that kind of stuff. So all that early iconography of the museum uh, actually came from Caesar's Palace. Isn't that? I didn't know that. Yes. And uh, plus it was like super easy to make the whole, all the statues and marble and stuff. It was like, it's kind of a easy. dated dated look now, but. Easy for you. I mean, I, I never got the hang of it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but and, um, and I guess my background was I had been collecting for like 
11 or 12 years, and I'd been trying desperately to make Amigo book in the pre-internet days, and I have different drafts. They're all horrible. Right. And so when I met with you, it was kismet because I had years of collect, you know, taking pictures of other people's collections, scans, magazines, things like that. And I remember I would make copies of the photos, make color copies of all the catalog pages, and then mail them to you and you would scan them cuz scans were scanners were really expensive. Yes. And these this was the day of Psyquests, so there was no way of sending this over the internet. We'd still be waiting for it. That's yeah, no, that's that's absolutely true. I still have a, a big binder full of of color Xeroxes of Mego catalogs and stuff uh, that you sent me. And <laughs> indeed, the reason I don't have any actual copies of the original museum stuff is because it was on a Psyquest disc, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> which is long since uh, gone to the great beyond. In my younger days, and I had a bit of a temper, and I actually punched my Psyquest. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, fortunately, I mean they were built like battleships, so they could take take the abuse. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, um, you know. But I was going to say, we just wanted to give a little bit of credit to the Levy List, though, because mm-hmm. um, the the Mego Museum was a museum, but it didn't have a virtual museum, but it didn't have a forum or a chat board or anything else like that. And I got an email from a guy. Robert Levy, who was really into email uh, mailing lists about various topics, and he wanted to create a list for, for Migo. And um, so he set that up, and it started to, to gain subscribers. And I think it was about two months into the Levy list when he and I realized we actually lived eight blocks away <laughs> from each other in San Francisco. Yeah, that's so, funny. I remember that. Yeah, that was totally, totally meant to be. So for the longest time, the Migo community online – um, happened through the mailing, the mailing list. list, and you know a lot of people. I that that mailing list created a lot of friendships. I still have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know a lot of people ruined a few of them too. That's <laughs> another story. <laughs> well, I don't go there. Um, and I, you know, I've said this a bunch of times, but I remember when uh, some guy in New York said, "I'm no longer Paul. I am Doctor Migo." Oh, absolutely. And I, I remember just shaking my head, going, "Whatever." And well, we. And the rest that. is history. Yeah, he proved yeah. me very wrong. And... I met I met Doctor I met Paul Clark, Doctor Migo at a mixer at Robert Levy's house, probably in ninety seven or ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Pretty early on, he came out to to show his wares at the Humdinger Toy Show in San Jose. Right, and, I remember those. Um, yeah, that was a great that that, that was a great evening, and uh, he he gave me a hard time because I had complained that the color of his reproduction Batman cape was a little bit off. <laughs> Which was the first the first of many obnoxious Mego complaints that he had to put up with. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, we were definitely uh, you know, it's funny, there's a thread going on right now in the Mego Museum in the general buzz about what's a historical event that you personally witnessed and you know, we all witnessed the the, the rebirth of the Mego brand. Uh through through Paul, so do you do you remember this though? There, remember all the rumors would fly through the internet, the early days of the internet, and about I think it was ninety seven, very early on, somebody posted that they knew that Mattel was going to bring Mego back, mm-hmm. and they were already starting with a line of eight inch generic figures. Sure, and I just find that funny that that rumor came true to 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 a certain extent, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Picking that's, up heroes. That's true. Well, I remember when the the plain mantis 
uh, Action Jackson figures came out. Yeah, I, I think that's a, actually a whole podcast to itself. in itself is the 1990s uh, attempts to bring the Mego brand back. We could right. talk about sure. Flat World and... and mm-hmm. uh, well, there's definitely, you know, it's definitely, like, we can't, as this is our inaugural podcast. Yeah. And I'm sure that as if, if, if we're able to, to keep this up, we'll definitely have a lot of uh, historical, you know, trips oh, down yeah. memory lane. We can't cover all of the history right now. But well, yeah, and, and, you're and, absolutely right. It was a very, you know, there was the, the Plain Mantis and then the famous covers. And, oh, yeah. and it looked like we were going to have this amazing renaissance. And then the Plain Mantis kind of petered out. And the famous covers were hideous, in my and, opinion. Uh, yeah, I I, I uh, drove across the border, bought bought a couple of them, and I had the buyer's remorse. <laughs> I still have nightmares about Aunt May and her giant man hands. Yeah, I've really I've I've written a couple of pieces about Aunt May that I always enjoy. Right. Poke. Right. I think I think I listed her as the worst Malloway figure recently on mm. Topless Robot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But uh, and and you know I wanted to say that the format of this will likely change. No we'll doubt. probably it won't be just the two of us talking. We're hoping to do a lot of interviews, especially about um, uh, things going on right now because we do live in exciting times. And, and yes. also talking to collectors, customizers, uh, people inspired by Migo. This is this is an ongoing thing, and and we've got a few, I think, really great interviews slated lined up. So, Lined up, yeah. yeah. So I, I think that this is actually kind of an exciting project. And speaking of projects, we should probably uh, go over some of the things we've done in the past. Like All right. Physical things we've created. Neat you know, objects talk... of Mego rehistory. Mego. Yeah, I mean, the first one I think we're probably most known for is the trading cards. Indeed. And uh, I think I think it's a funny story because the, the genesis of the trading card came when uh, Steve Stoke, who is the printer of of the said cards now, gave me a hockey card that was a picture of him in a suit, <laughs> and you know it was basically to promote his printing business. And I said, "You're you're you're, you're an idiot," <laughs> and uh, w- walked away. And about, I think I was at a convention, and somebody handed me a postcard that was of Micronauts, and it was beautiful. And I thought, this is a beautiful way to promote your site. And then the the two ideas clicked. Um, I got Steve Leach to lay out the initial one, but we were using low res imagery. So yeah, you could grab the 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 images of from the Sp- museum Spider Man from yeah, yeah. The museum. So it was low res JPEGs that weren't yeah. And I showed you, and of course you you went to town with it. <laughs> yes. And I, was... I I remember on a Friday picking them up, and on a Sunday dropping them off at the Buffalo Toy Show. Hmm. Yeah, we printed 500 of each. We I, this is the thing that always kills me about these things. No thought that they would become collectible in their own right. You know, despite right. the which fact that we're collectors. Which in, which in hindsight is a amazing Yeah. <laughs> like what? Yeah. <laughs> what don't our people collect? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and it just it just never dawned on us until we were kind of in the thick of it how how popular they became, you know, and I guess we should give an official statement on those right now. Uh, They're not dead. They're just on hiatus. Is that fair to say? 
Well, yes, it is. It is. I mean, you know, from my perspective on this, um, and this sort of ties back to where we were talking about in that, you know, I took I took a, a long break from the Migo world. And uh-huh. in about, I guess, 99 or 2000, I handed the museum over to you. And, and I learned... I learned I was, HTML very quickly. I was, I was, you know, I was burnt out on it, and 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 my interest wasn't as as it turned out was not in obsessively cataloging all of Migo history. Um, and so I, you were obviously the right person to do it because you had actually, you know, you've got a family history in a way related to Migo. I mean, your dad was in in the business back in yeah. the day, and and you live in Canada, which seems we'll have to do a whole podcast about like. All of the amazing Migo things that come out of Canada through the like the Parkdale warehouse and all that stuff. Oh but, yeah, that, that's a whole that's a whole hour in itself, I right, think. Yeah. Right. But in any case, so I had taken a break, and then in 2005, got interested in coming back. I had been hanging out a lot with uh, Benjamin Holcomb, who was beginning to work on his World's Greatest Toys book, uh-huh. and. Um, it was at the at that point it was impossible to hang out with Ben and not have your love for Migos completely reignited because he was so passionate about it. He was it. contagious. And and um and I started becoming a little bit more interested in helping out with the museum and at that point the museum needed really to be completely rebuilt from scratch because mm-hmm. it started in 96 and it had grown like a weed and um in order to add anything to the museum, you had to paint a whole new marble statue <laughs> to get it in. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So I wanted to to redesign. So I was in the middle of redesigning the museum, and and the emphasis was on uh, the color scheme. So uh-huh. the Batman page was uh, pink and uh, yellow, and the Robin page was you know teal and, and and orange. This kind of thing, because Migo for me is so much about color. So I had been, I was in the middle of doing this redesign when you came along with this trading card. And I'm like, oh my God, we have to marry these two things. I had started to create the, the new Mego Museum logo. And, and so let's marry the design together. And, um, you know, so, and then the rest is history. We've made almost a hundred of them at least. Um, yeah, in uh, the ensuing uh, years. So to get to the, your point, are the Mego trading cards dead? No, they're not. But um, I'm definitely not as uh, – I'm not cranking them out the way I used to. No. And, and for me, like the, the museum – I love the museum. I spend a lot of time working on it. But it's got to be a labor of love and in the end because we're not getting paid for it. Mm-mm. And um, so, you know, and, and right now I've got to admit I'm very interested in – I'm very involved, as people know, with the, the new lost figures from Biff Bang Pow. It's taking up a lot of my Mego energy right now, um, but I definitely, you know, I've got the Mego Wizard of Oz cards in the pipeline and a Zorro card, um, and uh, so it's just a matter of finding the time to to give them the sort of attention they deserve. So yeah, sorry yeah. they take so long, but hey, they're they you know you've only been waiting forty years for them, so you can wait a few more. <laughs> and maybe we'll crank out a sticker somewhere in between that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. The, yeah. the stickers, the stickers have been so much fun. Um, yeah, they're they're, they're they're much easier and they're so cool. You know, I just want to go on the cards. Um, yeah. All of them filter through me. Every single card comes from me. I pick them up. I ship them out, and I I'm amused at the. I wanted to give away a set of. Um, Plaid Stallions cards, which is my other site. Most mm-hmm. people know that. And I couldn't 
because I don't have the stickers. I have given them all away. And I, I don't even I, – I can't get over the fact that every single card comes through this house and I didn't save any speedies. You know, from this. And and I uh, you know um, I ran into uh, a board member Blue Meanie uh, R- Roberto Lugatti at a at a Amigo meet mm. this year, and he goes you know I have some cards you gave me ages ago that I didn't give out at a comic show and I took them away from him <laughs> because I was like I need these you know? I've done that I've done that are you I took a first print Spider Man away from my father in law yeah <laughs> and and I have another buddy who does local toy shows here in Canada. And he's so stingy with the cards that he had full sets. And I, I, one Sunday morning at a show, I went through what he had, and I took away like his first print Spideys, his first print Superman. I gave him a bunch of pirates and stuff, and said, "Take those." And I'll, yeah. you know, I'll eventually be back for those pirates because I'm I'm very disorganized. I have a set for my daughter, I have a set for my son, and that's. Uh, I guess you just don't appreciate what you make sometimes. You know. Yeah. You know. I know. I have a. a... The, the, one of the big things, I mean, you've been amazing with shipping the cards out as much as you do. Um, I, like, I, for someone in the Amigo business, like, I really hate dealing with mailing things. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, I've never been a really particularly good distributor of, of the trading cards. It's 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 a lot of work. It really is. See, so there's, that's one of the, pro, you know, there, there's not a, I mean, we tried, of course, remember we tried with the Star Trek. Uh, to, we set up that mailing list and, you know, because I was like, well, no, you know, it shouldn't be so hard to get Mego cards. You shouldn't have to go on the board and make friends and blah, 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 you know, and get people to send them to you. You should be able to say, hey, I want them and we'll send them to you. And the logistical nightmare that that set off, <laughs> well, you know, it was aside the from the fact that the coupon people came after us, you can yeah. tell that story. Well, no, you did 300 we we started out we could I think we got a hundred orders for them right but then and I recognize I think being a collector and in the circles you start to recognize the names mm. you know you go sure. oh I know that guy I know right. that guy right. and then the next hundred it was like I don't know any of these people and it was well, primarily no, all, all, women all the sudden yeah all of a sudden we had you know ladies who wanted yeah. Star Trek cards and I'm like what is going on. And we traced it to like a coupon site that's a forum that tracks, you know, anytime there's like some free, free giveaway on the internet, they let everybody know about it. Yeah. And, uh, oh my God. Mary <laughs> Jean Lukowski in Madison, Wisconsin. Absolutely. Yeah. We got, we got, you know, like 200 orders in six hours. It was crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, the distribution system. And, you know, so it is what it is. And I actually guess there's, something kind of perfect about it that that you do have to sign on to the forum and 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 uh sort of make friends and sort of scratch and beg and borrow and steal and in a way i'm kind of like well you know what i think Mego cards are great and if you have to work a little bit to get them that's okay yeah i i, I the one thing i wish i could be is a little more helpful because there are some people I, I should be sending out a few more of the sample sets and that sort of thing but um you know, it's just crazy. You could you could do it all day. Yeah. You, know, you could yeah. honestly do it all day. I, I have people um, who send me things really, you know, just out of like, here are this photo from my past I want you to have for your website. And then they'll go, by the way, I need one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> it's always right. at the bottom. Right. And I feel for them. I mean, they're, they're, they're just trying to get a set. And that, that, that is a compliment in itself. So. Right. 
you know. Right. And well, I, we'll I'm going to do. try to spread out some more starter packs to newbies and 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 veterans alike. I just need to uh, get on that. Right. That's New Year's resolution. So. Good stuff. So that's one of our that's one of our big products that we've generated. What else have we come up with lately? Well, I I think the next one, and this is one I'm really really um, in love with, is the 1978 catalog. The reimagined catalog, yeah, which was a, a contest we ran for creating a dream Mego line. So people actually physically created these customs that would look like they would be an Amigo catalog, based on what they always wanted, like Universal Monsters, the '66 Batman, Kiss, and we had a wonderful outpouring of support. And uh, we had two former Amigo employees that I hope to get on this podcast. Um, Oh, that'll uh, be exciting. Judge it. Yeah. And then what we had after that was um, uh, a very generous person by the name of Anthony Durso. And, and I, I don't give him enough props known, for this. N- known far and wide famously as the Toy Room. The Toy Room. His, uh, uh, yeah. He, he, he generously donated his time to lay this thing out. And it took two years. Mm-hmm. And it... It looks like it took two years. I mean, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. I'm 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 really happy with how it turned out. This I'm uh, I'm I'm proud to say this was originally my idea. Yes. Um, that I I was like we why don't we make that? And I got a lot of people really excited about it, and we got the ball rolling, and and then uh, things happened in my life, including the birth of my son, and I realized like. <laughs> I can't do this. How am I going to do this? You know, I was suddenly had all of these, you know, I had gone to Mego Meet and photographed a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, Austin bought his, brought his customs and Dave, um, Dave McCormick. McCormick brought his, you know, amazing Star I, the Just to be able to make that Star Wars two-page spread in Amigo style catalog with his gorgeous customs was such a thrill. Um, so mm-hmm. I was able to photograph a bunch of that stuff, but it wasn't—I just wasn't able to finish the catalog. And Anthony, of course, is such a, a master, I think, of creating um, retro-looking graphics. Um, he's, yeah. You know, if you want a, a custom-made um, Mego box or a carded Mego, um, he, he will pull it out. And of course, he's made some amazing playsets that are—if you're a fan of of you know, old comic books. He fills them with amazing Easter eggs, and his his knowledge of that graphic language is really strong. So he was the perfect person to pull off the catalog, and uh, he really he nailed the look, and um, and we got it out. So I'm really pleased with it. Yeah, and we we had a fun behind the scenes nightmare with this thing. Is um, infamously, I delivered the files to a printer that I knew through a friend. I paid them cash up front. Which I never do, but it was it was a good deal, and they went belly up uh, oh, by that Friday, which was like, oh, good. <laughs> and what what I, you know, I, of course I lost my marbles, and and what what happened was, I was told later on, the guy who was working this job snuck them out the back door as the basically the 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 as they put the locks on the building, they put the locks on the building oh, and got goodness. them to a binder. So I was like, I'll believe that when I see it. And sure enough, you know, six boxes arrived at uh, at uh, my house uh, within a few days. Well, hallelujah so, for him. Yeah, and and it's I great. Know. I mean, uh, we'll 
I still have a few boxes of them, but the the the, uh, the response has been fantastic. Uh, I'm very happy with the the support it's had, and and we've gotten we're still getting reviews on the thing that are great, and it's it's just it's it's such a wonderful labor of love, and it's such a community piece yeah. that I'm really happy about it. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of segues into our third project, which hasn't uh, hasn't quite come to fruition, but is still in the works in China, and that is our action figure. The you Super know. Collector, the Mego Museum Super Collector action figure is still, what, almost a year we've been working on it, I guess. Yeah, but I didn't really, I should let people know, I didn't really, like, send the money to China till the summer. Right. Um, you know, we, 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 we had it on display at Toy Fair, but I didn't know what it was going to cost. And actually, right after Toy Fair, it was sent to China for assessment. You know, so there was a great deal of back and forth, mm-hmm. and and in between that time, I've had the box produced. I had it produced somewhere else. I've had the um, the uh, the museum play cases he comes with produced by my good friend Sean, who's uh, generously donating his time. He's not taking any money for this, so this, oh you know, wow, real props to him. Wow, um, and and he's very conscientious of of the timing. He's he's really wonderful, and I I owe him a lot. Um. Thank you, thank you. Yes, and we'll have hopefully have him on soon. Then we've got the doll. Pretty much I've seen some prototypes. We're looking good. MC is a very busy company right now. Yeah, and- absolutely. We we have to acknowledge that, I mean, they're cranking out a huge number of, of Migo-style figures right now. And, and as much as I my mom told me, the world does not revolve around me. Right. And China... We're being bundled with a bunch of projects, so we have to, you know, be patient. We are not very, uh, we're not a big order. <laughs> right. So I, right. I'm very much looking forward to the figure. Uh, I don't know if I'll even break even on it, but it's just one of those things I had to get out of me. And I think I think you as well. It, it's a, I mean, I certainly, I, I certainly hope that, that it all works out from a financial standpoint. Um, and I'm pretty confident that you know something can happen that it will. I don't know all the details, but um, I think people are really looking forward to it. And it's definitely like the Mego Museum had to make an action figure at some point. And and of course the the I mean the the, the great thing about it is is that it's we're also getting uh, a brick mantooth figure from Plaid Stallions right in the batch. Um, the idea was to. Uh, you know, it's it's expensive to make one of these things, so let's try to get two characters out of one head mold. Mm-hmm. And um, so the Super Collector looks a lot like world-famous supermodel Brick Mantooth. And and in the next comic book adventure we have coming up, we, we have another one coming up I think we can discuss. Um, you'll see that Brick is the Super Collector. Oh, you're, wait a minute. We may have to edit this out. That's oh, that's a huge spoiler, spoiler alert, dude. Well, I didn't, I didn't talk about his, the new villain. Oh, that's true. That's true. No, that, that's got to be under wraps. Yeah. Oh, although, um, yeah. Um, yeah, so this the uh, the Super Collector... Uh, characters something that we kind of hammered out together mm-hmm. um and uh the genesis was basically that is my idea with the my the idea with travel. it is, is is it's like yeah it's, we always have that fantasy conversation on the Mego board if you had a time machine and you mm-hmm. could go back and you know get Migos, you know what would you get et cetera et cetera and so 
the idea. And for the longest time, I've been trying to figure out like what the Mego Museum playcase actually uh, does Looks and how like. it works. And you know, that's this the logo that I came up with in the redesign that has that feel of a, a Mego uh, vinyl playset. Um, and so the idea that it was a time machine that sort of operated like uh, Green Lantern's lantern as something that sort of he could sort of hold, um, which I guess Green Lantern was kind of one of our original inspirations for for the design. For for me, it was also uh, Snyder Man. Oh, totally. Yeah, I, I was such a fan of Snyder Man that I, you know, I initially just thought let's make Snyder Man until I realized that that would look really goofy. <laughs> <laughs> and Snyder Man, of course, is the mascot for Heroes. Uh, Heroes World. World. Yeah. 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 But um, so they, but they are they are on their way. We. We just don't quite know when. Yeah, and and you know I'm really excited to produce a figure with a solid box, and I'm I'm completely zen about uh, them not arriving yet because I have to dress a thousand dolls and package oh, them excellent. and then mail them. Right. So well, you know I'm all right. You have, you have two children with small hands that can do that. Right? Case in point, my son said, can I help with this project? And I said, <laughs> until you're crying. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be a retro toy if it wasn't assembled yeah. by small children, right? Small children <laughs> against their will. <laughs> the the boxes, by the way, that we that is one thing you got back. You got the, the printed boxes back, right? They look gorgeous. Same printer as the 1978 negotiated that. Same fellow who's done our trading cards. And, of course... We're old friends, and there was a lot of nervous moments where it's like, "What? What's going on? You know, what's going on? Why do you need another hundred dollars? What? You know?" But he delivered so wonderfully; it's great. Um, it's that was one of the happier, uh, happier transactions thus far with the project. It it was completely hiccup free, yeah, and the boxes look amazing that's awesome you know and one thing too uh, uh i i think there's a silver lining to to whatever delay there is in that um you know it seems like uh mc it's the same factory that's doing some of the biff bang pow stuff so it seems like they're sort of improving things as they as it goes along um, absolutely working out some kinks in the system and some quality issues and you know head color and this kind of thing and so as far as i'm concerned take the time that it takes to get it as right as we can get it. I wouldn't want to be first. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I guess we should probably segue that to talking about this amazing year we had in 2010. Great. I mean, I can actually say to you, and this is huge. If you're, I, I don't think a lot of people understand this if you weren't Amigo collector from five years ago. If, right. if, you, if you were, you get this. And that is... What's your favorite Mego line this year, Scott? Because <laughs> in 2008, you would have gone, I liked Star Trek. And I would have probably said, yeah, I like the Phantom from Castaway. Uh-huh. Because there was nothing else. Right. And, you know? and, of course, I mean, and even that was kind of astounding that it existed at all. Yeah. You know? I mean, we've gone from, well, when did the first, uh, when, when did the first re-Mego come out in this way was it was it uh, dr Mego or one of the castaway lines i, I think it might have been it was mc mc, MC, MC star announced star trek right i mean we, we have the classic tv toys but 
Star Trek was something you could buy in brick and mortar stores. Right. You know, like that uh, felt that had the same sort of quality feel as 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 Amigo. Yeah. 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 So, and that was, I guess, about four or five years ago. Uh, I think the Star Trek is about three years ago. God, it's been so. It's been such a whirlwind. It, it, maybe it was four. Um, right. At least announced four. I can't remember. I, I didn't buy the first wave. I bought like the second wave. But so here but we I mean, are. Yeah, yeah. Here we are in 2010, and there's. Uh, you need both hands to count the number of uh, Mego style lines that you can go to a store or go online to buy right now. I've had to pass on things this year because um, I just don't have the money or the room. No, it's... it's that's that's yeah. an insane... What, what, what's the... An embarrassment of riches. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, it's a... Yeah, it's a, it's a crowded and competitive field, but we're definitely uh, reaping the benefits of it. And, um, yeah, I, 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 ha- I am a bit of a completist and would like to be able to eventually collect them all and... Um, you know, I was thinking. I was thinking this morning. Well, you know, man, who knows? One of these days, I may have to like go get these on the secondary market, the same way I did with Migos, because like I wasn't able to get them at the time. But five years from now, I'm probably going to have to spend a hundred dollars to get a Twilight Zone figure, or whichever one I wasn't able to get. You know, when they first came out. Yeah, Twilight so. Zone is one I, I I've reluctantly passed on, mm. but it's not because like, I haven't seen them firsthand. Right. We don't have them in Toys R Us here. I go there all the time now. Right. Uh, if if they did, I don't know if I'd be able to pass. You know, they're 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 very good looking. Um, they're very good looking figures. I definitely would would love want to add those to my collection. Um, I've decided I'm I've been picking up the Venture Brothers this year, and um, I picked up the Buck Rogers uh, figures from Zika. As well as the Universal Monsters from MC, and mm-hmm. uh, and then my the Lost figures just came in the mail yesterday. Right. So that's where. So would, that's what. Well, like I, I can only narrow my favorites this year to three. Okay. That's that's the most or the sorry the least I can do. Like the, I could add more, but that and it's lovely to be able to say that. And my first favorite, I think, this year because it's just something i've always wanted to have and i can't believe i own is is the uh, biff bang pal flash gordon great huge fan of the movie um disappointed and 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 um like a lot of people kept checking the stores for action figures i wanted flash gordon action figures and they they never came out and so it's really lovely to get a um a set even if it is just going to be flash and ming it's nice to have Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and and, uh, and a perfect perfect license for for the Migo style. Yeah, yeah. When, did the, Flash, you... when did the Flash Gordon movie come out? Nineteen eighty. I think it's nineteen eighty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm kind of wondering. If, I mean, I know the movie wasn't a huge hit, but I sort of wonder if if uh, you know because like it came out after like Black Hole and some of these other. Uh, movies that it came out at the end of the seventies that did not succeed as action figures. Yeah, I think I think that and the fact that Mattel had wrapped up the license for the filmation Flash Gordon show. Okay. So there was a brand confusion. Mattel made some they're nice three and three quarter inch Flash Gordon action figures based on the filmation show, which is really good. Right. Um, but 
I think there might have been a brand confusion there too. Right. All right. That's that's a, a bit of a tangent, but you know, yeah. to, to me, it's like the Flash Gordon uh, is sort of similar along the lines of the MC Star Trek stuff, which is like, ah, finally a historical wrong has been righted. Exactly. A check off a Sulu, a Khan, and a Flash Gordon and a Ming. Right on. Amigos. And what would your top favorite for 2010 be? Well, you know, it's an interesting question. Um, I'm I'm definitely obsessed in uh, with the the Biff Bang Pow lost figures, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes uh, sometimes I feel like I'm the only one, but I know that's not true. But um, they just came yesterday, and I'm really pleased. I really really like them. Um, I think they turned out great. Um, but I have to say, like. I think the number one there's such a I'm so interested in the variety that we've gotten um, mm-hmm. I mean like you know Biff Bang Pow is giving us you know Lost which is a very realistic uh, looking license they've done Venture Brothers where they're sort of taking the Migo style into this into a cartoon uh, world um, right. which is a really bold choice and and um, and in a lot of ways they succeeded and in other ways I can see why people might want you know a more conventional sculpted action figure because you know in any case um, but that variety is 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 quite interesting and then you have the you know the Zika stuff which is uh, so beautiful beautifully done and and uh, very realistic and highly detailed for me the the line that that succeeds on all levels i think is the universal monsters yeah, that MC. was my that was my number two and yeah. uh, i agree with you i i'm i'm i love this line it's just fun it's you know, fun the, and to me it strikes the right balance of of detail versus mego simplicity yeah well i would i would actually just go as far as say is detail versus toy okay um i i have some sideshow stuff sideshow is of course this bar in Universal Monsters that has become sort of like the one you have to beat. And whenever you somebody releases a Universal Monsters toy, well, they say it's not sideshow quality. Right. But there's no love in it. Like in my personal, it's it's a beautifully highly detailed uh, nerd hummel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's there's sort of a, uh, a comp- there's sort of a compromise you have to have where it's toy versus uh, uh, statue, you know, and right. and I love the fact that the MC monsters are durable, fun toys that look like the Universal monsters. You know, they're 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 great. I collect monster figures. I'm a nut. I have like the uh, the Azrak Hamways and the Lincolns. Those are my obsessions. But these guys fit right in. Uh huh. You know, and I know that MC's plan was to. I, I love the original Mego Mad Monsters. I think they're great in a fun and in a generic sort of way. Right. And I know these guys think they're righting wrongs by making these, and I guess they are. Mm. But I, I'm just happy they're there. You know, and um, do they yeah, plan to, to do more of them? Do you know? There's two more in the works: uh, Dracula and um, the Mummy. And this is the thing that's odd is they originally announced it as Karis, and Karis, of course, is uh, the Lon Chaney Jr. Uh, personification of the mummy. Uh, he played him, I think, in three films, and then Tom Tyler played Karis in another one. But they're going with the Boris Karloff um, Imhotep, and Imhotep is a mummy in that movie for about five minutes. Okay. So it's, an, it's you know, it's it's probably a more popular choice, but I, I, w- I wanted my Karis 
but the guys and so and so did the guys at MC I think but they're going with Imhotep so they're going to resculpt that to okay. look more like Karloff and the Dracula um Dracula looks to be a little bit like a generic Dracula mm. which is which is fine I mean I want one uh if anybody objects there's the beautiful uh flat world uh, Bela Lugosi out there Absolutely you can still chase one of those down Absolutely <laughs> for about a third of their original selling cost right now. Well, that's, that's another podcast. That is an entirely other <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah. Kudos to kudos to them for the Universal Monsters. I am actually not a huge Monsters fan, but as a someone who really just appreciates a well-made Mego-style figure, I had to grab those because I thought they were great. Yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. I'm playing with the Wolfman right now, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was your third? Oh no, that that was your first, right? I would, I would, my second. Well, you know, if you want to rank them, but I would say, yeah, I, I think that's my, I think that's my first, and then I'll have to, and then I'll have to say Lost second. I can't believe I'm saying Lost is second at all because I mean I've been so obsessed with it. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm excited about. I'm definitely, obviously excited about the line, and um, you know, they took they took on a big challenge with this line, um, especially compared to some of the other licenses they have. Is that you know, Lost is normal human beings in civilian clothes and doesn't have the sort of eye-catching pop that you get with something like the Venture Brothers, which mm-hmm. obviously is a bright cartoon, um, or the Twilight Zone, which benefits from, you know, gorgeous sci-fi costuming. And, and iconic imagery. And, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Icon- an iconic look. Um, and you can sort of... I mean, I definitely think they nailed the likenesses on the Twilight Zone figures quite a bit, but mm-hmm. there's also like so many sort of unusual and iconic details to it that you can hang your hat on. Um, and with Lost, you're dealing with uh, real nuanced actor licenses um, that people are really familiar with, so the challenge is, is much greater. And um, so we'll see how it, how, how it goes. Um, I think it's working for me, but I like to play with my toys, you know, um, I appreciate the McFarlane Lost figures that came out a few years ago. They're, they look like absolute film stills, but they are statues, and I don't really, you know, have any interest in them. I'm, I'm a video yeah. guy, so. I went so. through the '90s not buying too many McFarlane figures myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, although who knows now? I've I've got such a Lost collection going now. I may have to go back and buy those one of these days. <laughs> it's quite a gamble because not only is the line. Uh, been tried before by others yep but the it's all now hinging too on whether the show has any wheels after you know will it become like a mash or a a star trek where there's the fandom keeps going so it's it's a really interesting gambit yeah well i think i mean i i think lost fandom will continue Mm-hmm. Um, I am sure one of these days I will nerd up and go to a lost convention somewhere. I don't know mm-hmm. if it'll have the same sort of experience that Star Trek did because I mean that's that was just a different time. Yeah, you know, in general, it's a real crowded world, but people are still definitely very obsessed with Lost. the 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 issue really is that it's a it's a an adult intellectually engaging television show that has sci-fi and adventure and fantasy elements in it Mm -hmm. but it's not um you know most lost fans actually have no interest whatsoever in toys at all um and then and then you have an even smaller you know 
segment of those who will be interested in Migo style figures. Um, so yeah, kind of I kind of, and it's something that I've always been interested in though is like how you can is it possible to interest people who are not into Migos into buying Migos? And for this lost line to succeed, uh, that's really what it's going to take. Is it's going to take lost fans who have never really appreciated Amigo before to look at that and say, "Wow, those are really cool. I want to have them." So and I've kind of taken it upon myself to try to carry the Amigo gospel out to the lost community that doesn't hang out at the Amigo Museum. I was and, just about to mention your crusade, <laughs> um, which I love, is the the Island of Lost Migos. Your your blog, right? Which is a um, well, it's a well, you describe it better than me, but it's a, it's a lot of work. Well, you know, I as if you look at the Migo Museum, what I've done for the Migo Museum, you you know that I don't do anything halfway. That's correct. You know, and um, it, when I when I've got something, when I get my teeth into something, I don't let it go. And yeah, I've been interested in uh, my thought basically with the Island of Lost Migos, which is at Lost Migos Lost Migo dot dot com, was to help people who don't know anything about Migos, um, but are interested in the Lost Figures, understand more about the Migo world. Um, because there's, I'm really excited about all the sort of customizing possibilities uh, that exist and ways that, that a Lost fan can expand their experience of the Lost Migo toys. Um, but they don't know anything about it. They don't know about, oh, well, you can go to Classic TV Toys and get an Al Bundy doll and use that as a costume for Ben Linus character and this kind of thing. So, uh -huh. And basically I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do all of this custom work anyway. You know, I tracked down a mobile bat lab and turned it into a Dharma van. Um, so I'll just go ahead and document it and put it up there. And if anybody else is interested in doing some of these projects, then – and that information is there, but yeah, yeah. So that's it, it's it's a it's an interesting question because you go and to another forum, you know. I've gone to lost forums and talked about how great I think these figures are, and I've received some pretty <laughs> harsh <laughs> comments. Because you know, let's face it, a lot of people look at Migos and they think that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I don't like to step onto the outside world much oh, because of that. It's a cold, lonely place. <laughs> but <laughs> so I tr I'm trying to I'm trying to do my part to bring you know Migo joy. You see, I, that, that's the, yes. that's the thing that I discovered was that there were there's a whole generation of people on the internet who there it begins and ends with He Man and uh, and GI Joe, right? You know, and t to them, cloth outfits looks silly. Yeah. And and, um, and the big yeah, heads and the blank expressions and yeah, the the the, the Venture Brothers kind of woke me up, and that's probably my third pick for the year. I would agree. Uh, I I love the show. I, I love that. I think the Migo execution is is not only well done, but it's it it fits the tone of the show. This is what Rusty Venture would have done if he licensed himself. Right. <laughs> and um. I think it's great. I mean, I I understand and sympathize with the people who like the Marvel Legends or three and three quarter inch figures, and and hopefully there's something down the line for them. But right. I, I just um, I love these dolls. Yeah, oh, it's and, it's yeah, it's such a natural. I mean, the show is so rooted in that sort of '70s vibe, and you know the creators are big Mego fans, and there's actual Mego end jokes in the cartoon. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, and the figures, I thought. Turned out great. I was such a, it's it's it really is a bold choice to try to 
cartoonize Mego dolls. Yeah, and and it's been I don't I think abroad people tried to do it, especially in Europe and and Japan. They would take anime characters and make them into um, Migos, and, and it That's looks true. weird uh, because you're not used to that. I mean, right. when Migo did Mister Fantastic, Mister Fantastic looks like a guy, right? Playing Mister Fantastic, he doesn't look like Jack Kirby's Reed Richards. That's exactly right, and. Um, so it is it is a bit of an interesting contract, but I think it's I think it's one that works. Um, you know, the, there's some issues with the you know the, the monarch is a little little more muscular, but when when doesn't that happen? Like, let's look at the 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 Hasbro Star Wars figures from the '96, where Luke looks like he's been uh, doing some roids. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, and and I mean. People don't take into consideration the the economic realities of these things. I mean, oh, they, yeah. just, they just know what they like, and exactly. they know what they respond to. You know, but the fact is, is that I mean, we're able to get action figures of certain licenses right now because the Mego um, style is is cost effective for manufacturers. Yeah, I mean, I own a a Dark Shadows action figure of Barnabas. Actually, I own them. All the characters, and I never thought I'd see that day. Right. Uh, Dark Shadows is, I think, is a popular cult show, um, and you know, I, I bought them all because I couldn't believe th- that they existed. Right. right. You know. Yeah, um, and and if if you had had to, um, you know, do unique sculpts and molds to create action figures for each one of those characters, you would have had to sell a lot more than you would. If you just have to change the heads and the costumes, I think the minimum is three thousand mm-hmm. for something like that, and you know that seems like a small number, but you're talking about a niche, mm-hmm. and you got to find three thousand people to separate with the fifteen to twenty dollars this thing costs, right? You know, and that that's crazy, especially when you're paying up front on a license. Mm-hmm. You know, and. and, and to your point, some of the things we're seeing this year are crazy. It's 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 ridiculous. A new Buck Rogers line, as beautiful as this uh, this this one is, I mean, um, it's 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 there's so much care being put into Buck Rogers. It's not even funny. <laughs> it's you know I tell you those dolls make me want to watch the show again. See, I love the show. Yeah, I I, 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 I loved it when I was a kid. I haven't seen it since. Yeah, well, you know, the, I loved it as a kid, and I think I got it for cr- a Christmas where I got the flu, and I watched probably like thirty episodes in a row, and I couldn't believe how enduringly fun it is. Oh, good. You know, you, you can't take it serious, but it's not meant to be. It's almost like a Man from Uncle in space. You know, it's mm-hmm. a little, and it's fun. It's great. You know, I liked it more. I think I like it more as as a as a guy in his late thirties than I did um, than I did as a kid, and I liked it as a kid. So, but I mean, like, look at the detail on those things. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Right. Now, kudos to to Zika. I mean, they have introduced an, uh, an a new element to this whole Remigo thing with a, a a level of detail that that we hadn't quite seen before. And um, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if we'll, it'll be interesting to see where that trend, if that is a the beginning or the end of a trend. Yeah, I'm jealous of you because you've got a set. I don't have them yet, <laughs> so I got. I can't wait for mine because I'm looking forward to getting a, a a buck with his helmet. That's that's really cool. The helmet is awesome. 
The helmet yeah. is awesome. And Tiger Man is. Uh, I had to like look up the character on <laughs> YouTube. I was like, Tiger Man, what the heck? And uh, he's in the movie, I think, and he might be in a. I'm not sure if he's in every episode or in, uh, how many appearances he made. Yeah, I think he gets replaced by someone called Panther Man. <laughs> well, that'll happen. It's not high art. <laughs> definitely, I, I I definitely am looking forward to uh, Hawk because I remember yeah, that character I, very well. There's another wrong that's been righted. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wanted a hawk real bad. I didn't understand what a mid-season replacement was. You know, <laughs> I, I watched a show on TV. I want a doll of it. You right. Know? <laughs> so that was. Uh, and speaking of that, I, if you don't mind, I want to move on to the big announcement this week. Already. And I think it's epic, but I'm me. Is uh, Biff Bang Pow announcing that they're doing Mego-style Doctor Who figures based on the classic franchise? Awesome. Now I don't know how big a who fan you are not at all not at all okay not at all but i totally not i i don't know what it is i'm sorry i've never been able to connect with doctor who but i absolutely understand uh the the appeal and i know it's been around i mean i remember seeing it on tv when i was a kid in the 70s yeah and uh of course i'm i actually at one point did own what the palatoy doctor who from uh, Migo on the Denny Fisher, the Denny Fisher. Thank you. Yeah, um, I own that one, so I definitely understand. Like to see, especially I guess it's the Tom Baker Doctor mm-hmm. rendered uh, lovingly as Amigo is going to be. That's a really big deal. That's a huge accomplishment. So congratulations. Yeah, and for me it's epic because. Uh, I grew up in the, in, in uh, Ontario, and TV Ontario would play Doctor Who. So I grew up on John Pertwee. Okay. I think they started playing them when I was five. And the show scared the hell out of me. But it was always on, so I watched it. And I remember being angry when Tom Baker – when John Pertwee changed to Tom Baker. Um, and, you know, I watched the show and all its fantastic, scary characters – and this is this is prime Mego time when I was a kid, so I always looked for Doctor Who toys, and of course there were none. Right. And so this is um, the the fact that Biff Bang Pow, and I've I've I have a little insider information on this line. I can't really divulge a lot, but I, I've been able to see a little preliminary work on the line, and I can say that their their interest right now is in what is called the Hinchcliffe era of Doctor Who and that is a the producer of the show Philip Hinchcliffe kind of took the show and made it a little more gothic a little more scary and a lot of people consider that the height of the show's strength okay and so much so that the, the rest of Tom Baker's years were a little bit ruined by that because there was an outcry against the violence and the scariness and they toned the show down and and you know, there were some limitations put on future producers of the show that set forth a change, and it was never quite the same. For some, others would disagree with me on the internet. Um, but th- that is a, a fantastic time to start with. There's some really um, iconic images in the show. Uh, you've got, you know, the Doctor and Sarah, and then later on, Leela, who was, uh, I think, uh, Denny Fisher made a doll of. And you've got some great villains in that period as well. The Cybermen, the Daleks, everybody shows up. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're going to come out with. And and nothing translates better to Mego than a lot of these characters because they are men in suits. Exactly. Know? Exactly. Literally so. so. Yeah, that's going to be – so I guess we'll see. When will we 
Toy any Fair. idea when we'll so we'll see pictures from Toy Fair, which will be in February. Yes, and then I believe they're fast-tracking this to be available at San Diego Comic-Con. Well, good news. Mm -hmm. And some of the the names of the characters they're bringing up will make a lot of fans happy. I'm really looking forward to it. I've bought almost all of the character options, six-inch figures. Okay. And I cannot wait to have a large eBay auction. They are going away. (laughs) (laughs) They're out of the house. You're out of here. All right. Well, and good. So, I know that. I mean, I, I, I know that we can look forward to sometime soon to having Jason Lindsay from Biff Bang Pow on the podcast. He's game. Yep. And we uh, can talk as soon as he's able to tell us, fill us in on all the details. I want to hear about the process of of uh, putting this together because I know it was. He's a a huge fan. So. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, Jason Jason is absolutely a huge fan and he knows his trivia and this he's putting a lot of love into this thing. A a lot of he, you know, he was like me, he was a kid, he was looking for Doctor Who dolls. Right. And he's going to make a fantastic toy line out of this. Awesome. So, um awesome. I'm really liking what I'm seeing and and what I'm hearing. It's 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 going to be great. So Good. Well, I think and, I think all Doctor Who fans can rest easy knowing that in some way you are being consulted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to represent all of them. Uh, but, no, but you know, no pressure. I, no pressure. <laughs> I, I he's doing it the way I would do it. Right. Which is great, right? Right. You know, well, um, you know, it's uh, and and as we've learned from in this era of the Remigo, though you 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 can't make everybody happy. Oh no! You know, and these are, I mean, like all of this stuff are um, properties that mean a lot to people, mm-hmm. and um, they have a lot of opinions about them, and sometimes they're not always positive. But uh, you know that's it's it's part of the process. It is, and I think I think everything's good. You know, everybody thinks they've got a great idea, and and that should be explored because I think things can come out of there. Mm-hmm. And I think we're really lucky to have so much face time with all these people. I mean, we have four different companies regularly on the boards answering our questions. Uh, that's yeah, absolutely right. You know, if you if you have a question or a concern or a complaint. You will more often than not get a response directly from someone at MC or Biff Bang Pow or Castaway uh, or Zika. And um, yeah, the Amigo Museum forums are definitely ground zero for for this little renaissance, and we couldn't be more proud. I'm tickled. The only thing I can ask is um, uh, if I can put my moderator hat on for two seconds. Already? Um, Be nice. (laughs) <laughs> you know, everybody can have a criticism, and that's perfectly fine. You know, you don't like the way a sculpt looks, that sort of thing. But let's let's keep it civil. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. That's all I've ever had to say. That everybody there should be a big boy and be able to take criticism. That's not a problem. But we we don't have to deliver it in a in a in a in a, in a kind of almost violent fashion. We can just deliver it with civility. I think. You know, yeah, I hope. Yeah, absolutely, and it's uh, um, you know you can you can make your point, you can deliver your criticism, um, and at a certain point, what more is there to say? Yeah, um, you know sometimes we definitely uh, can uh, beat a dead horse when it comes to to some of these opinions, but and uh, and I'm you know I'm not 
I'm not uh, throwing a cinder block out of my glass house. I've done it too. Sure. Um, but I'm really, really the, the one thing I would like to see if I could get something is a little more decorum forum or forum decorum, forum decorum. I should say. Yeah. Just you know, I I have no problem with somebody saying, ah, you know, my my Aquaman is wobbly. Right. That, that's what this is for. Uh, they those guys want that feedback. But my Aquaman is wobbly, you jerk. I hope your house burns down. Isn't really helping, right. you know. Well, and and I think it's imp- I think it's important to cons- to keep in mind that that you know this is a hard thing yeah. that that is being accomplished. Um, I mean, I can certainly you know when you're talking about like Mattel. Okay, Mattel is a really big company, and you know. Yeah, but, Mattel's but, a thing. Yeah, Mattel. You know, it's it's you know, but. Um, to to sort of go from from zero to sixty, the way a lot of this stuff has, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's a big it's a big mountain to climb. And and getting there's so many variables when you're dealing with um, an overseas situation, trying to get things from the factory, trying to get, you know, I mean, Migo had problems <laughs> back in the oh, day yeah. of of you know th- you have to make compromises and 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 things happen, but but. But we can definitely say that all of these people are doing their absolute best, and um, and every now and then you sort of will see comments on the boards that like there's some sort of conspiracy to <laughs> you know fleece people of their hard-earned money, and and uh, you know as 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 many of them are quick to tell us nobody's getting rich on this deal. Um, no, not at all. Really, nobody's getting rich on this. I don't even think Mattel is. You know, it's a drop in the bucket for Mattel. But um, um, so you know, these are these are our toy fans who are doing their best to make some toys. Yeah, so I would I would have to relax. say that I've I've met most of these guys and uh, none of them I would call Diamond Jim. Um, this is really done out of love. Right. So we yeah we all have to. We all have to take that in consideration. Yeah, but so. we also, you know, it, but it's so understandable, though. You know, I was talking with somebody about this that that, especially, I think there's something about it with Migos, but maybe it's with all toy lines. Is that is that we just we all kind of feel like like we could do this, like yeah. we could design it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I right, I've been thinking about what a Migo Green Lantern should look like since 1978. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I'm just as much of an expert as anyone else. Um, in 1978, my Mego Green Lantern was a Davy Crockett in a Batman suit with green marker on his face. <laughs> okay, so you wouldn't be the first person that I would choose to design. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, you know, it's it's like uh, I think that is one of the great things about Migos is you know is that we all. Um, uh, have have so much experience in one way or the other, whether you're a big time customizer or whether you're, you know, like me when you were a kid and you just took a magic marker to Dr. McCoy at, to turn him into a villain for Batman. Um, yeah. You know, we've been customizing action figures in one way or another for a long time. And so, so we, we all have some, some, some pretty big opinions about how things are supposed to look. So, and I think that's one of the beauties of a lot of these lines is that the talent for many of these has been culled from the Mega Museum. You know, I ran into somebody, I won't mention his name, but in, at a comic con and uh, I didn't even know that he was uh, he was working on uh, the retro action heroes. Oh wow. 
No, he didn't actually say that. He just said, I can't talk about that right now. But it was somebody that I've known of for years, ran into him, said hi to him. And, and then he, you know, we started going back and forth. And it's just, it's neat, you know, that I know the guy who sewed the, uh, Batman, you know, or something like that. And so everybody yeah. involved is, is, isn't, um, they, they're not new to this concept. This is true. No, that yeah, M- Mattel has been very wise to to bring Dr. Migo in mm-hmm. uh, as a consultant on on the design. Um, you know, so we're talking about famous covers. I wish those guys had consulted Migo guys. I don't know if they did or not, but you know, it's it's it, it's getting closer to the mark. And yeah. um, you know, I mean, yeah, we know our our friend uh, John Farley from the boards um been looking at his custom Wolfman figures for a long time, and now you can see his handiwork at a comic shop near you. On the that's right. On the... And 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 getting to that, uh, John Farley is actually the customizer of the week for this week. Um, I don't know when this is going to go out, but he has a really swell Daredevil uh, on the Mego Museum boards right now, and it's nice to see John uh, do a superhero. I haven't seen one in a while. And that's of course, true. He, He's done it with his uh, usual, I guess you call it zest. It's quite nice. Absolutely. Um, it's a very distinctive look that yeah. John has. And if you've never seen his stuff, I encourage you to check it out on the Mega Museum uh, customizer uh, customizer section. He has his own gallery there. Yeah. I think it's Type 3 Toys. Type 3 Toys. I'll put it on the, the wrap-up page for the uh, podcast, so all these links. And uh, hopefully we can have John on one of these days. I think I think that would be that would be very exciting. He's uh, he's been a prolific customizer and built, been building his own body more or body. less, I think, um, for a long time. So um, yeah, kudos to him and uh, some some gorgeous photographs. I'm looking at him right now mm-hmm. of his dare, Daredevil, which uh, pairs up really nicely with his uh, custom made Spider Man. So. Uh, John puts a lot of love and talent into what he does, no doubt. Absolutely. So, and I guess we should talk a little bit about the vintage spotlight for the week. This is something we're going to try and do every podcast. And with the talk of Doctor Who, uh, we encourage you to check out the Mega Museum galleries for the uh, Denny Fisher Doctor Who section. Denny Fisher was a company that distributed uh, the Doctor Who toys, but they were constructed by Lion Rock or Mego. Uh, and they are 10-inch dolls, and they did the popular characters of the time, which was Tom Baker, uh, the giant robot from the first episode of, of uh, Baker's uh, Doctor, uh, the Cyberman, the Dalek, uh, Canine, his assistant Leela, and uh, they made a TARDIS playset that has the uh, the same actions as the Star Trek transporter. How Which fantastic is, is that TARDIS playset? Oh it's beautiful. It, I mean, I I wonder what a kid did with it, because there wasn't, you know, you make the Doctor disappear, you make, but I guess, a, you know, to a kid's imagination, you can make the TARDIS warp everywhere. I I would have, I would have uh, fought somebody for those as a kid. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you can find that in the uh, TV section at the Mega Museum in the overseas TV lines. So. And I guess that's it for our first one. Not bad. Not too bad. It'll be interesting to uh, listen to my own voice as we do the edits on this thing. But I think I, uh... I don't plan to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody's going to have to listen to this before it goes public. That's true. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad we're taking the plunge uh, 
and to talking about Migos. And um, definitely looking forward to having a lot. You won't be listening to just Brian and Scott. Uh, oh, it's just for the first one here on out. Yeah. But yeah, this is our inaugural voyage. But we'll be having some uh, great interviews and other people participating. And um, I don't think we have a schedule in mind whether it's going to be uh, every couple of weeks or once a month or, or whatever it's going to be. But uh, we'll just try to get it out when we can. And yeah, uh, we'll just play it by ear. But we will make very loud mention when it is available. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you guys have any uh, questions or comments, uh, you can drop us a line. Uh, my personal email is palitoy, that's P-A-L-I-T-O-Y, at MigoMuseum.com. Right, and I'm Scott at MigoMuseum.com. Um, does, that, does that still work? Uh, it does. Oh, good. It does. Okay. Yes. I know you were getting a lot of spam. <laughs> um, yeah, so thanks, thanks for listening, and... Um, as always, if you're if you're if you're new to uh, the Mega Museum, uh, we encourage you to register at the forums and join the conversation. We've got a uh, any discussion we had today about civility um, really is a I think it's is a minor. pretty rare occurrence on the Mega forums. It's generally I think one of the friendliest places to hang out uh, on the internet. Yeah, you know I I said that and about the civility because it's so unusual to have on that forum yeah well, uh, it generally a very helpful sincere bunch of people and there's a reason i've been doing it for 10 years is because they don't make me crazy yeah you know there's i've never met a nicer bunch of people it's that's it's absolutely true yeah they will help you out in many ways whether it's uh advice or trading cards or helping you track down that missing boot for your Batman figure um, there's always somebody at the Amigo Museum who's, uh, who's willing to help out yeah it's a terrific place yeah. amen so. alright okay well I think this worked out pretty well and um, until, until then this is uh, Scott signing off this is Brian wishing you a great day and don't forget <laughs> cut that out <laughs> no, you know what it is you know what it is this is brian and scott saying collect them all collect them all beautiful <laughs> <laughs>